Lawrence.com presents Punditocracy's Actual News for the week of August 27th, 2007. I'm Gavin Lessig, and if you're looking for a good time, meet me in the men's room of the Minneapolis airport. And now, Actual News. Gons, baby, gons. Alberto R. Gonzalez, the embattled attorney general whose tenure has been riddled with controversy and accusations of perjury, resigned Monday morning. The resignation came as something of a surprise after Gonzalez had refused calls for his resignation for months. To the end, President Bush never wavered in support for his longtime friend, whose leadership of the Justice Department has been questioned by many in Washington. His role in the dismissal of nine U.S. attorneys has been under scrutiny by a congressional inquiry, which some say Gonzalez has deliberately misled. Gonzalez, in his retirement announcement, wanted to thank people he could not recall and said he wanted to spend more time with his family, which, to the best of his recollection, may or may not exist. The embattled attorney general then strapped on his ball gag and leather gimp suit, retreated to his steamer trunk, and was shipped to a CIA black site where he could now personally enjoy the relaxation of the Geneva Conventions, which he helped to orchestrate. The White House plans to replace Gonzalez with a similarly qualified polyp removed from Bush's prostate. Foam on the range. Powerful storms pummeled the Midwest last week, leaving large swaths from Ohio to Minnesota without power and underwater. At least 18 deaths are blamed on the intense weather, which featured tornadoes and torrential rains. President Bush and the Federal Emergency Management Agency have declared many parts of Ohio, Illinois, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Michigan disaster areas. Governors of each state, mindful of FEMA's response in Louisiana after Hurricane Katrina, have been very careful to declare their counties non-black disaster areas. Pat Robertson claimed the tragedy was God's wrath because he was pretty sure a buckeye is some sort of gay thing and that a Hoosier doesn't sound on the up-and-up either. Meteorologists agreed that the freakish weather is yet another indicator of climate-altering global warming, but urged Al Gore not to be a dick about it. The Bears and the Bullshit Stock market volatility rocked Wall Street last week, put on shaky ground by a collapse in the subprime lending industry. Subprime lending is the controversial practice of granting loans to individuals with poor credit, a practice often described by critics as predatory lending, where creditors offer misleading rates to prospective home buyers who frequently can't pay off the loans. The wave of foreclosures on homes purchased with subprime loans has reached an epidemic point that has rattled international markets, causing the Dow Jones to fluctuate wildly throughout the week. Congress has taken up legislation to crack down on subprime lending in order to ease market concerns, and the Federal Reserve has dumped billions of dollars into the economy in order to stave off a credit crisis. Rather than blaming unethical predatory lending, the Rupert Murdoch-owned Wall Street Journal has instead attributed any market volatility to the fact that Nancy Pelosi eats kittens. How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Nom. President Bush, in a speech delivered to the Veterans of Foreign Wars Convention in Kansas City last week, drew comparisons between the Iraq and Vietnam Wars by referencing Graham Greene's 1955 anti-war novel, The Quiet American. Greene's novel revolved around an American agent named Alden Pyle whose meddling in Vietnam 
caused disastrous consequences. Many observers found it strange that Bush chose to cite the novel as a reason not to pull troops from Iraq. Said Bush, After America entered the Vietnam War, Graham Greene, the Graham Greene argument gathered some steam. Matter of fact, many argued that if we pulled out, there would be no consequences for the Vietnamese people. Added the president, If respected author and hilarious television personality Tom Green has taught us anything with his characterization of the noble Gomer Pyle, it is that the Vietnam War was an awesome war that we would have surely won were it not for the defeatist bongos of beatnik scourge Maynard G. Cribs. In yet further misinterpretations of literary classics, Bush used Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451 to argue that the United States should light the Iraqi people on fire and said that the diary of Anne Frank had some pretty cool ideas about sending whiny people to special camps. Withdrawal Symptoms Virginia Senator John Warner, senior Republican member of the Armed Services Committee, last week publicly called upon the Bush administration to begin troop withdrawals from Iraq before the end of the year. The 80-year-old Warner, a veteran and former Navy secretary, is the highest-profile Republican to break with his party when it comes to President Bush's Iraq policy. Warner's comments come at the same time as a national intelligence estimate which has concluded that, despite the latest military surge, political reconciliation amongst the fragile governing coalition in Iraq has ground to a halt. Warner, by speaking his conscience and breaking with party orthodoxy in order to save American lives regardless of political consequences, caused Karl Rove to shriek loudly and spray blood from his eyeballs. Shafted. Hope of finding six miners trapped by a coal mine collapse in Utah faded last week as search and recovery efforts were halted following the death of three rescue workers. The tragedy at Crandall Canyon has raised serious questions about mine safety in the United States, especially in light of the numerous safety violations incurred by mine owners Murray Energy prior to the Utah collapse. Head of the Mine Safety and Health Administration, Richard Stickler, himself a former coal industry executive who was placed in his position by recess appointment after the Senate twice refused to confirm him due to his poor safety record, will be called to testify before congressional hearings regarding his approval of a risky coal mining technique which is believed to have caused the Crandall cave-in. In bizarro alternate reality news... Twelve people died in a horrific wind farm accident, and President Willie Nelson ordered U.S. troops to secure Iraq's biodiesel fields by force. Kansas, as brig as you think. A proposal to shut down the U.S.-run detainment camp in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and shift some of the suspected terrorists held there to Fort Leavenworth in Kansas is gaining momentum amongst Washington lawmakers. A bill introduced this spring by Senator Tom Harkin of Iowa, and now being supported by presidential candidate Senator John McCain, would close the detention camp and shift the detainees to various federal prisons. The Guantanamo Bay camp has long been a contentious issue for human rights watchdogs as the detainees held there are denied access to the U.S. courts and placed in a legal limbo which some critics suspect include torture. When the hardened terror suspects were informed that they may wind up being transferred to Kansas, 
the ones who didn't hang themselves begged instead for a transfer to Abu Ghraib. Pastor Fred Phelps, eager to bond with his fellow religious extremists, will greet any detainees transferred to Kansas with culturally sensitive signs reading, Allah hates fags. The city of Leavenworth has shrugged off the potential influx of radical Islamic jihadists into their community, with most residents saying, at least they're not Mexicans. You've been listening to Punditocracy's Actual News for the week of August 27th, 2007. I'm Gavin Lessig, and Metroid Prime 3 totally pones Bioshock. Totally. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.